today's podcast continues our series that we recorded at the Folk Alliance International Conference in Kansas City, Missouri in 2018. Together with our friends and online music magazine, Playlist Play, we worked hand-in-hand with Folk Alliance to help curate content about what Folk Alliance is and what Folk Alliance does across the planet. Today's podcast features a singer-songwriter well beyond his years, a truly unique and original artist and winner of season eight of NBC's The Voice, our guest, Sawyer Fredericks. It is taking its toll. All your life you've always said I was the one. Welcome to the Shadowscape Podcast. My name is Corey. My name is Sean. And today we have a, a, f- a new friend, someone we've never, ever met before. <laughs> Sawyer Fredericks is here at Folk Alliance with us. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So where are you from? I'm from upstate New York. Nice. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of lakes. Yeah, there's a good amount of lakes. I'm at like the foothills of the Adirondacks. I live in the town of Glen. Oh, okay. Isn't Lovely. that like a really popular chair also? Adirondack chair? <laughs> that is a thing, right? I think um, it's a thing. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're the one that's from there, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know things. There's not a lot of chairs is what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, got, got a lot of chairs in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. So you're from upstate New York. What? How did you end up at Folk Alliance? Um, basically, we kind of like heard about it and like my agency was a part of it and they kind of like told me and said it would probably be a good idea for me to stop by and... Just trying out. It's my first time here, so it's it's been great so far. Do you agree with him? Like, has it been a positive, productive yeah, experience? It's been for you? great so far. Yeah, <laughs> I've always it's you can always almost tell what a first is their first time or it's their first experience here because there's a lot of like standing in front of the elevators and turning and looking and especially that first night, like <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday, as a first timer, because there's so many people. Uh, this has been going on for 30 years, and there's so many people who've been here like 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so there are all, all these hugs and embraces and jams going within like the first hour of everyone showing yeah. up. But I remember my first <laughs> my first time here, I was I was literally just standing in a crowd of like 400 people just like spinning. Like, Socially stunned. <laughs> this is like everyone's so happy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's actually extremely comforting because I find, and you may not have found it to be the same, but typically when you're just on the road touring night to night, playing with different people, yeah. you first walk in and everybody's sizing each other up like for a fight. Like who's going to get the better merch table and who's yeah. going to have to go on first and who's going to go on last. And you come, and so you come here with that same like protecting yourself musician attitude and but everybody's everyone just is like, give listening. me a hug. <laughs> yeah. you, you have my guitar. You know, it's it's a completely disarming experience, I think. This is the one place that it, it's it, it seems like everyone's here to boost their career or to, to make something happen, whatever that something is for them. But it's they're not malicious and they're not like, yeah. I'm not going to destroy you to get somewhere, but I'm going yeah. to like love you <laughs> and hug you. And uh, it's a really unique experience. I feel like it's also bizarre, though, that it's like a conference with just one genre. Yeah, because like normally, uh, and I've called it festival way more times than I they should. They don't like that. They it's do not, not like that. It's a conference. <laughs> but I'm so used to the festival experience where you show up and it's just fans mm-hmm. and a bunch of bands who have nothing to do with each other. And so to sh- show up, it's almost like uh, some weird summer camp. Yes, it's like <laughs> it's like folk musician summer camp. Yeah, somebody's tuning a bass above us. If you can hear that in the <laughs> podcast, this is happening live you're here um 
But uh, at the same time, the beautiful thing about the genre folk is it's so sprawling and ambiguous that there are things here that feel like just really gritty rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And there are things here that feel like Irish people with bagpipes. And there are <laughs> things here that are rednecks with banjos. And it's all folk. So, I mean, it, it, in another aspect, yeah. I think a lot of people, when they think of folk, probably just think of the rednecks with banjos. Yeah, or the John Denvers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's somewhat illuminating to go, oh, this is a, a broader thing. Yeah. And maybe in a way, like inspirational for some people who show up and go, oh, I'm a singer songwriter and I write songs about love. And then to see someone who's also a successful folk artist and they've got like, like maracas yeah. and, and these instruments we've never even seen before and to go like, I can, I can do anything I want with this, even within mm-hmm. this genre. You know, I'm curious what your perspective is coming here. Um, I have no idea how old you are, but you don't seem as old as some here. I'm 18 years old. Nice. Do you feel, is it interesting or weird for you to be around so many people who are like in their 30s and 40s doing this and trying to do the same thing that you're doing? Well, it it, it is interesting. I What I find like, it's kind of just like really cool to be around like these people that have been like doing this kind of stuff for so long and just like knowing exactly what they're doing. They just have like, they seem to have, like, so much, like, wisdom about all of this. But. So you're just sponging it in? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's honorable. When I was 18, I knew everything, man. <laughs> yeah, we were real jackholes whenever. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you seem to be, like, uh, willing to listen and willing to learn and soak it all up. That's, that's, that's valuable. Probably, that's probably that's why going to get you far. That's probably why you're good. <laughs> we were also bad when we were Yeah, 18. we were. We, I was terrible. You're way ahead. I, I, blame, I blame your mom. <laughs> I think it's her fault. It's always the mom's fault when the kids turn out right. That's that's my personal opinion. Yep. <laughs> so you were you were telling us that you have a new record coming out this year. It's it's called Hide Your Ghost, and it's probably going to be released early spring. Um, I one of the things that I'm like super proud about this record is that I've written all the songs on it, and I produced the whole thing as well. Nice. Wow. <laughs> really? Did you record it in a studio or at home on your? Yeah, own rig, I recorded or? it at Dreamland Studios in um, Woodstock. Oh wow, cool. Man, yeah, cool. that's like all the vibes. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful place to record. And you yeah. said you recorded a lot of it to tape. Yeah, I recorded I think like at least five songs to tape. Just straight up full band to <laughs> yeah, tape. Yeah, it's it was really live. Fun. Yeah, live. Wow. <laughs> it, the it's like amazing, like how like because you know Pro Tools sounds like a really good recording, and tape sounds live <laughs> it sounds like it's happening like right in front of you mm-hmm. so like it was also like interesting like recording it to tape because we didn't have like as many we had like two slots of like all right we have this take and this take and if you wanted to do it again you'd have to write over one of them you got to pick which one you're keeping <laughs> yeah you know. was had you ever done that before not before this no <laughs> had you ever been in the studio with tape at all or was it like completely no fresh? it was completely new that's amazing. Did you have some, like, I'm always curious, because tape's, like, coming back in this mm-hmm. really interesting way. Was it, like, an old guy that was, like, he knew this stuff, or did you have, like, this young dude who's, like, I figured this out again? <laughs> no, it, it, his name is Ariel. He was our sound engineer, and he, he, like, knows, like, all about that stuff, so. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I've never been confident enough to do that. I'm, like, 
I, I'm I'm the kind of guy like even I'm I will even if I could could do a live record and nail it the first take, I'm just so indecisive that I'd be like, well, mm-hmm. let's do it 14 times. <laughs> like, That's true. I'm usually engineering his sessions. He always nails it on the second one, and then I let him do 10 more takes, and then we go back to the second one. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think I would have the um, confidence to just go. Yeah, let's let's just do this. <laughs> So I know today you played uh, solo for us, but mm-hmm. do you usually play with a full band? Yeah, usually play with a full band. I have my um, uh, cousin Art. He's he was Art Fredericks. He's on bass, and then Chris Thomas on drums, and Jerome Gooseman on guitar. That's awesome. And these are like, are they all from upstate New York? Um, the Chris and Jerome are from Connecticut. Nice. Man, I got to hear you guys play the other night. Um, fantastic. Thank you. I can tell you guys play together a lot because it's, <laughs> it's, it's very tight. And Thank what you. I love about that and admire about that is so many young bands today, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they're playing on click tracks with samples and, you yeah. know, everything else. You guys felt like you were on click, but you were just a bunch of dudes sitting in a, <laughs> in an empty hotel room that they'd ripped the bed out of just jamming acoustic with no PA system, you know, and your voice <laughs> is a PA system. Is a PA system. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it was it was brilliant. I really enjoyed Jerome's slide guitar. So, yeah, he's he's um, he's really good. You see him tell him I said thanks for that. <laughs> so I'm curious. Everything about you feels so not 2018, and that that's a compliment um, because it seems like you're pulling from somewhere uh, a little farther back and a little richer and a little more. Um, raw. What's where is these like influences coming for you? Well, I mean, I, I grew up listening to a very wide range of music, but um, I mean, when I was 11 years old, I discovered Randall Montaigne, and he yeah. was he's one of my favorite artists. But I mean, I grew up listening to like Creedence Clearwater Revival, and yeah. just like I think that's where I got a lot of like my more like kind of folk rock sound. Mm-hmm. And you're basically I, speaking Sean's language oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Basically, if, if there's some go-to music, Sean's like, let's let's turn on some CCR. CCR yeah. and Ray LaMontagne are two of my favorites, exactly. actually. <laughs> For real. Have you ever seen Ray LaMontagne live? I have. I actually got to meet him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Is he nice? Yeah, he's he's very nice. He, he seems like the most down-to-earth, like, kind of somber, he's quiet super, guy. He's like, really calming sweet. when he's talking. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, mm-hmm. Sean, we Sean kind of hates me a little bit uh, because actually Nick from Playlist Play invited me to go see Ray LaMontagne. So I went to Ray LaMontagne with Nick and I had to break it to Sean that I was going to see Ray LaMontagne, mm-hmm. his hero, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. Yep. And that it was it was okay that like that I was going and, but, you see, yeah, it, was, and it was all right. It was no, a no, I don't mean real waste I don't of a mean ticket. I don't mean that it was okay real going. Waste of a ticket. I'm just saying that like he probably would have pooped his pants, and I'm just like, "Oh, cool, yeah, let's yeah, do that." Yeah. <laughs> so, but I digress. I'm glad that you guys have something in common. I just I wasn't introduced to. I come from a, a totally different world of music, and although like I feel like a lot of people that I really really enjoy are very similar to Ray Lamontagne, I just. No, like, Sean never really introduced me to Ray LaMontagne. He, like, kept it to himself. That's not true. <laughs> I would try to listen to it on tour, and you'd be like, his voice. I don't get it why people like his voice. <laughs> you said that. I do. I'm quote-unquoting you. And I, and it I, hurts when I listen to it. That's not what I said. You did. You said it sounds like he's hurting his voice, and that, it makes that, my throat yes, hurt. I did you say said it, it. my throat yes, empathetically hurts. Yes, but I didn't say it hurts when I listen to it. I said we'll it, probably edit this out. <laughs> anyway. He's just got a breathy tone. We are not editing this out. This is real. No, but what's interesting, tell me this. If we're talking about Ray LaMontagne, do you like his newer stuff and his newer record as much as his older stuff? Yeah, I mean, Ouroboros was, I think, 
a record that kind of like stepped away from more of this because I I love his first like album some uh, Gossip in the Grain, um, Godbone, The Creek Don't Rise, and Trouble. Yeah, yeah. those three albums are Classics. amazing, and I think his newer albums like Supernova and Ouroboros kind of like stepped away from that a little bit. Right. I still like them, but they aren't in that like very like cool place in my heart. They, right. don't, they don't have the thing that attracted that you Lamontaine. to Ray Lamontagne yeah. originally. And, th- and that's why I haven't really, I, I don't, I'm not like disappointed You're in You're scared him. to go there. Yeah, I just haven't, it, I haven't been drawn to them because what drew me to Ray Lamontagne was what, what he was and not yeah. that, I guess. Yeah, so. I mean, he, he's enjoying himself, so I'm happy about yeah, and, it. And, and he deserves it. Yeah. Let's all face it. He deserves it. <laughs> well, it, it was I could actually sense that though when we were at the show mm-hmm. because he played like his earlier albums to start with by himself and and, and I'll agree that when I then when he sang those those first three songs and they were acoustic and I got it I understood it I heard it and I was like oh okay now I know I I feel <laughs> it now it took like kind of being in the presence of those songs to really feel it but then he was supporting his new record he went in that new record and you could you could like palpably feel the room change and the energy change like it, it wasn't everyone kind of felt that same way like mm-hmm. i'm not sure where we are now i knew where we were i knew we were in ray lamontagne land and then all of a sudden <laughs> we were in a new area An uncharted territory and I, I, I think honestly i just don't think people are there yet yeah. but i think i think he's going to get two more records down the, the road mm-hmm. and keep going down this path and he's going to get somewhere that's like big time legacy stuff yeah that's just, just th- this it. record's gonna change what yeah. what ray lamontagne is i just think that he's ahead of us yeah. a little <laughs> bit I, that's my that's my two cents yeah. but so you have this new record mm-hmm. um wh- where are you releasing it how can people get a hold of it um well they'll be able to find like all of, like the links on my like website which is sawyerfredericks.com my twitter and instagram is sawyerfrdrx and obviously on facebook as well which is just sawyerfredericks Right on, man. So, are you self-releasing this, or are you with anyone? Um, I've, I don't have a label, if that's what you mean. But I have like a team that I'll be working to like promote stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah. at the moment, I'm independent. Yeah. Do you like it like that? <laughs> yeah. It, it gives me a lot of like freedom. That's one of the reasons why I think I was able to produce this album exactly the way I wanted to. Yeah. I absolutely 100 percent like. The, lo- the longer you can stay independent, like if I only honestly think you should go and sign to a label if it's like I cannot handle this anymore. Yeah, like I am just physically too popular. <laughs> yeah, like if you're growing at such a rate that it's just yeah. unmanageable without a label, I think that's the point when you could probably afford to because you mm-hmm. have to say, "Can I afford this?" Because a label is going to yeah, it's gouge everything. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's cool though, and and I I love that you are saying you know what i'm just i need to do my thing mm-hmm. and i need to own my thing and and i think that it's 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 not only showing that you have a, a bit of wisdom beyond the normal 18 year old but that you just have that self-awareness to go like i i know what i want to do yeah. and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm just gonna do that um for you have you been writing since you recorded your last record um i've been trying to write it's kind of been like difficult for me for some reason like the whole time i was working on this record and also like getting it recorded and even after it was recorded um i mean i, I think i needed to like have it released before i can start writing again because mm-hmm. i keep like writing beginnings of songs and never finishing them yeah and then i like lose where i was when i was writing it and it's i don't know are you when you write songs do you feel like i just need to do it all at this one time 
Is that how it feels Most best? of the time, it's like I sit down and I write the entire song. I, mean, I can't, like, write one part and then, you know, a couple days later, you know, write the next part. It has to be all in one spot because that's when I'm in that state of mind. Right. That, like, epiphany inspiration moment. Yeah. You, you've tapped into it and you don't want to lose that. Yeah. But, I mean, also, like, there's songs that I've, like, put on hold for, like, months. And then suddenly I'm back in that, like, feeling. And I'm just like, you know, I think I'll start writing this one again. And it just, like, works out. Yeah, sometimes it takes a month Mm -hmm. to let that seed germinate and turn into what it was going to turn into. For me, I think the longest is, like, three years. I wrote, like, a verse and a chorus, put it on the shelf, and then, like, three years later, like, the rest of it came. Yeah. It's okay. That's crazy. It's okay. I think sometimes, too, you know, depending on where songs come for you, I know me, most of my songs come from other people's stories and people that I meet, and they're not necessarily an introspective moment. And so sometimes, like, you can just, you know, I can be listening to your story and something you say just triggers something, but I don't know what to do with it, and I kind of have to keep digging, and I kind of have to hang out with you more, hear your story again, you know. It, but I, I think it's different for each person depending on, you know, you know how you write and what you write about. Yeah, I mean, my kind of, like, writing process is, you know, I, like, I pick up the guitar and then I just kind of, the way I like to write is that I almost, like, think of a scenario. And most of my music is not, like, from situations in my life. I've, I haven't lived that long also, so I haven't <laughs> been able to experience a lot of this. But it's a lot of just, like, imagination and thinking of a scenario and trying to put myself into that scenario and feel like the emotion that these people would be feeling. And I've been very good at being able to also like pick up on other people's emotions to like understand how like these things feel. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's almost crucial as a songwriter, particularly within the folk industry. Um, having the opportunity to be kind of a voice for other people and having an opportunity to know how to craft words to help inflict change and, and inflict, um, I don't know. I th- we we went to the award ceremony at Folk Alliance uh, a few days ago, and got the opportunity to hear um, a lot of the Folk Alliance award winners talk about you know um, what folk music means to them. And I think for a lo- for a long time growing up, I I did see folk music as like oh that's probably just like banjos and like hee haw and you know stomping, you know in. And to see them frame it, um, there was a, like a long form documentary and to see them frame it as, um, talking about, you know, John Lennon and, and talking about John Denver and James Taylor and mm-hmm. the and, people's mu- music and all these people, I mean, countless guys, um, you know, that were part of Woodstock and, and how it was the folk music of the 60s, 70s that were literally changing how the planet was thinking about, about how to treat other people. Mm-hmm. And it was the guerrilla warfare of positive change in mm. art. Like that that's what it felt like to me. It was that's the guerrilla awesome. warfare of positive change in art. Yeah, and and I think unfortunately we have we're kind of in a climate of like a global movement of music where um a lot of the things that get the money and get the TV spots and get the get all the the hype. But how long does that last? Yeah, well, I mean, they don't have much to them sometimes, yeah. you know, and it's I'm so encouraged just particularly by Folk Alliance um, and being here, but just guys like yourself that um, 18-year-old who's just like writing real songs uh, mm. <laughs> and really trying to actually connect. And, and I think it's I think that's a really interesting point. And I think it's cool how you're saying, like, I'm just like trying to put myself there in their head and, and yeah. what they're feeling. And 
that's that's definitely a tough move to go. Uh, I think they're feeling this. It's also like all my songs are inspired by a feeling that I'm I have experienced, and normally it's just like I exaggerate it. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like that. I, th- I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's great. So w- what what's after Focal Lines? Um, well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be heading home actually, but I have some shows coming up at Cafe Lena. I'm gonna be doing like a three night thing. Oh, like is, a residency. Yeah, <laughs> you're so old school. I love it. <laughs> do you uh, do you have like summer plans or festivals or anything? Yeah, like I'm planning. Well, the besides the album coming out, like we're playing on early spring, and we're probably gonna be doing like a, a tour for that to promote it, and that's like the main thing. Nice. Have you mm-hmm. toured much? Um, yeah, I did a full like tour after the show, yeah. and I for like my because I released a Good Storm album, and I did a whole tour for that, and then I did another tour for this Hide Your Ghost album not too long ago, and yeah. How do you feel? And I know this is this like the probably the dirty weird question, but like how does post TV show Sawyer approach music is it exactly the same, or did that reframe your mind? In a, in a kind of does it make you business even more than just uh, an artist? <laughs> I would I would say I still approach my music the same. Um, I think it mostly what I took from the voice is just because it was my first time being around other like musicians. I mostly just was inspired by all of these other like songwriters and how they like arrange their music and stuff on the voice. So I think that's. I think it just like made me a better artist. That's awesome. Afterwards. I don't think I was like, oh, I need to write songs like this because people will like them more if I right. write them like this. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I, that's probably not the story that we hear often. You know, mm-hmm. a lot, I think a lot of people either have that experience, you know, and, and I, we've had several friends who have had that platform and gotten, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> the the second and third places and, and, and been so. They don't play music anymore yeah, at all. It, it wrecked them. They and you know, and some you know, I have a, a couple of friends who, um, who've done really well and went on and luckily got out of those contracts and got bought by major labels and now they're doing really they're doing really great. But it's 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 really encouraging to hear you say like, it was great. I learned and we keep going on. And that's that's kind of like how I went into the voice because. Uh, they scouted. They found um, uh, videos of me playing at farmers markets, mm-hmm. and they scouted me and invited me out to do like the after open call audition thing. Yeah, and basically, I actually said no in the beginning because yeah. it wasn't. I don't really believe in the like competition of music. Right. So it, I was also very introverted. <laughs> Thinking yeah. about being on like cameras and having to talk and do like all these like interviews sounded very stressful to me. Right. But basically, I thought of it as a learning experience and just went with it, and it, it turned out all right, and yeah. So for you, has music always been there? Is it something that is, is a part of your family, or did you just happen <laughs> upon it? Um, I mean, my mom played violin when she was younger, and she sings as well, but mostly, like, um, it was, like, not my immediate family, but my cousins, like, played guitar, and my uncle played guitar, so, like, my uncle fo- taught me my first, like, three chords when I was 11 years old, and then I just, I I was a little, like, different from, like, other, like, kids when they, like, they first learn their chords and they want to learn a song. I was just, like, I have three chords, now I can write songs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally, 100%, I, 
to this day, I, I probably know three cover songs, and yeah. it's mm. kind of the thing you do. Like, oh, you learn guitar, and now I know this. Like, you know, I gotta learn this and be. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to show your friends that you're yeah. cool. You'd be amazed at how many people are so disappointed when you're hanging out with them. You know, they see you at a show or whatever, and you're hanging out mm-hmm. with them afterward at a restaurant or somebody's house, and they're like, "Man, play this song." You know any? You know any Bob Seger? You know, and, you, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, I. I gotta be honest, I don't know anything. I know like <laughs> three covers and then my own music and people are like, you're lame. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's only helpful if, you know, like, if you want to be like playing a certain song with someone that you don't really know. Right. right. <laughs> or entertaining like the regular bar crowd yeah. cover band, which is a very lucrative and sometimes yeah, rewarding experience. But for a songwriter, it's usually not like the fulfilling thing long term. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a lot of guys, at least in our hometown, they primarily learn guitar and cover songs so they can like try to get a girlfriend. And then, like, and then as soon as they're <laughs> married, they just put it's it like, down. I and, think I'm done. I this I have yeah. achieved my goal. I have accomplished everything I needed in <laughs> yeah. music now. Yeah, <laughs> for Bingo. me, I just didn't even I didn't even realize like that was what you you did. I had no my parents didn't play. No one played. Mm-hmm. No one around me played. So I I was just so excited that like those three chords. Like could invent something. Like yeah. they could. It just that that strange feeling. The first time you you actually like play a G and it doesn't buzz and your hands don't aren't shaking anymore yeah. and it just sounds like a G and then you figure oh I can go G to C and and all of a sudden like you just feel weird something's over and you're like <laughs> and it's like these words are coming out like that's just it's an insane thing if people don't if they don't write songs I don't know if they have any idea what that's like but that. You just know you're a songwriter when, ever like the shower is making like a hissing noise or like a a high tone and you're like starting to like write to like <laughs> I can't I, I Sean and I it's we annoy the hell out of our family and friends because it's like any beat ever we're just like freestyle rapping you're or like, like you're like picking up random objects you're like yeah. this makes a cool sound yeah <laughs> or writing a song about everything i do yeah but it's, <laughs> it's it's so annoying i'm sure but like as a songwriter it's just it's inescapable you know i i don't know i'm getting on a tangent but yep <laughs> but yeah that's what this podcast is about it's tangents mostly <laughs> well cool well we will wrap this up but um sawyer fredericks you've got a new record coming out so everybody listening be sure to go to his website mm-hmm. sawyerfredericks.com my website is sawyerfredericks.com instagram twitter is sawyer frdrx and my facebook is just sawyer fredericks you can find all tour dates and when like my album will be released and all stuff like that yeah yeah awesome and know that you can check out uh, our website www.shadowscaperecords.com uh, we'll put a link to this podcast we'll put a link to all his music where you can find his new record and just a whole bunch of stuff about his live session and just to make sure that you get every single piece of Sawyer that you would like <laughs> we're super thankful that you're here we hope we see you Thank again you for having me. we hope you have a wonderful folk alliance and and you know no folkies or too weird you know <laughs> hopefully i'm i'm just hoping it, it seems like the folkies like you'll see you'll see a guy one year and next year he's got a hat mm-hmm. like and you're like oh, you didn't have a hat next year you see him like a year and he's like got a new pair of boots and like they slowly they still slowly turn you into like a, a true blue old old timey folky man. yeah I, i'm i'm just predicting like Sawyer in four years coming in full beard feathers like, braided into his hair looks oh, like yeah, he's yeah. a he's yeah. a in a band member in Leonard Skinner. I'm hoping. <laughs> you better. I'm hoping. It'll be good. But anyway, I hope you have a, a great rest of the year and good luck on your record release. And Thank you. 
everybody, thank you for listening to the Shadowscape podcast. My name's Corey. My name's Sean. And I'll talk to you later. You've been listening to the Shadowscape podcast. This podcast was created by Shadowscape Records in Kansas City, Missouri. For more information, check us out online at shadowscaperecords.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash shadowscape records, Instagram at shadowscape records, and Twitter at shadowscape jams. Oh,